Hello, spiritual friends. It's Candace Kumai. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 86. I hope that you guys have had a great holiday over break this summer and everybody is enjoying the beautiful weather and also staying as cool as possible. I have noticed that a lot of people, while feeling more lonely, bored, and also unfulfilled during their 20s and 30s and 40s, I thought, okay, I've been there, I've done it all, I can totally speak on intention and how you can find deeper and more meaningful intention with your life, especially as you get a little bit older. I did think it was my responsibility to share with you how difficult it is to become good at what you do. It will take you decades, if not your entire life to do so. Some people, for example, Vincent van Gogh or, uh, I don't know, Leonardo da Vinci are not going to see the fruits of their labor until they sadly pass away. And then some of us are lucky enough to see our success scale over the duration of our lifetime. So I do want us to first and foremost take notes today, send this to a friend who is stuck, who also doesn't know where the fuck they're going, as I have known my calling uh, very clearly for about two decades. And I'm happy that I've known about my calling. But let me tell you, as Cheryl Strayed says, it's a jagged path to the same place, but we all just have to take this different jagged path on where we're going. The trajectory of my career probably shifted a bit after Top Chef when I was 22. I believe the year was 2005. So we're talking 17 years of uh, working towards a very different goal. I went from a culinary school student and a graduate with a degree in interpersonal and organizational communications to more of a public facing career um, just after Top Chef getting signed by Home Shopping Network to start becoming a TV host and then immediately getting signed after that to join Lifetime Television. Immediately after that, we wrote our first published book, which was a New York Times number one bestseller with Hyperion Publishing all in New York City. And by the time I hit, you know, 28, I think I got my own, my first cookbook deal. And this is way before Twitter and Instagram existed. Forget about TikTok. I mean, that's like child's play. So this is an interesting time for us to look at the trajectory of where we want to go through what Dr. Wayne Dyer calls the power of intention. And I don't mean intention to be fucking famous or beautiful or to get a bunch of surgery and look fucking hot as like fuck for the rest of your life. I mean real intention, like being a good person, having good morals and values, all the shit that you fucking forgot about because you don't go to church anymore, which is fine because I honestly don't either. But I have a deep very profound and prolific relationship with God, Buddha, the stars, the angels. I practice this and I do think that somebody is still taking notes. I've always been told that as a young, aspiring media figurehead, somebody was taking notes. Actually, my friend Kim Barnewin, who wrote Skinny Bitch about 20 years ago, told me that. I never forgot because when I met her, when I met her, she was a mentor to me. I was so young and naive and dumb. 
And I cared about those things too. I cared about beauty, money, fame. I wanted to marry a rich man. I wanted to have like a pro athlete as a boyfriend. And I sure as hell did it all. I checked every box I ever wanted 10 times over. My cuppeth runneth over like 25,000 times over what I could have asked for. And somebody had asked me that the other day too. They, they said, aren't you fulfilled and satisfied with how much you've actually done? I think it was my own mother. She handed me Cece's ashes this weekend. And we had these little pockets of time where it was just us, which never happens. And we got to have a little bit of a deeper conversation about the intent in which I went out into the world at 22 and said, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And I know why this came up. It came up because there was an old vision board in my childhood room in San Diego. And that board had been, it was from LA in 2005, and it made its way over uh, to New York, which I moved to New York and back. And then I also moved to San Francisco and back and to Florida and back. And I lived in Washington State while we were shooting for Homemade Simple with Discovery Studios. So that's why you saw all those pictures with Cece everywhere. When you are a TV host and personality and news correspondent and a writer and also a really curious journalist, you can't stay in one spot. It's impossible because one of the best ways to learn more knowledge and life experience, culture, and education is to travel. You'll never really make it sitting in your mom's basement working with your thumbs all day trying to be a somebody. And if you're there, you're doing good. But I will tell you, there's an accelerator program I will tell you about today that we can all take these steps that Dr. Wayne Dyer created for us so that we were able to take the power of intention that we had with our lives originally and run, fly, soar. The stars are a really great place to start. When I used to look up at the stars as a kid, I never realized how small and insignificant we were until I had a contrast in comparison When you look up at the universe and you realize some of the new pictures that NASA has just released are millions of miles away. And these projects with cameras took, you know, dozens and dozens of years. You start to realize that we are infinitely small. We are specks of sand and we don't mean anything to anyone. So even though at 20 years old, when I'm putting together these vision boards, And they included three networks that I crushed, meaning it worked for all them, two names of agents that ended up becoming my agents, signed with them for 10 years, and then I left them. We left on good terms. I just needed to move on. It included two executives I worked with at several different networks. And we're talking a vision board of like just thumbtacks of things I wanted to do that I dreamed of. It included two top magazines that I ended up being a columnist at. It also included one boss that I was so enthralled with learning from who ended up becoming my closest mentor. 
And then it had an old note from a friend who I ended up introducing to her husband later in life. Um, and sadly, I'm not friends with that person anymore. And I don't really understand why, but shit happens. And it included a ton of my very first food photography photos that I took when I was 20 years old. I am 40 now, and I get paid to shoot those types of photos now. But it didn't come without 20 years of hell. And it doesn't mean that everyone's trajectory and path, or as Cheryl calls it, jagged path, is going to be horrible. Some people might be dealt an easier set of cards in this world. But one thing's for sure, you don't learn a whole lot when your path is really easy and full of gold and butterflies and rainbows. You're not really going to learn a whole lot unless you have the jagged path to the same place we all are here. With the power of intention, we can say to ourselves, what am I looking for with my life? Where do I want to go? Who do I want to be? And think about morals and values. We talk about them all the time on Wabi Sabi, but are you living in moral integrity? I would ask yourself that. Did you too put out a vision board and use thumbtacks and just put every dream and goal that you ever wanted? I will let you guys know there was an ugly ass Range Rover on the board, which I threw away and I never got. Um, it was white. Ew. A mom car. My mom drives a white car, of course. And then... <laughs> It also, I'm trying to think of the stuff it had on it that didn't come true. I mostly just cringed over the the white Range Rover. I was like, ew, why is that on there? But I will say Range Rover did come to my agent strand at one point and um, they came to us for work on a travel series. So there were really, really fucking weird coincidences and the board tripped me out. I wiped it off. Like I took every single thumbtack out, threw everything away because I, I thanked God for everything that had happened. I did not end up getting the Food Network show. Um, I'm sure you guys have learned on this podcast that I was one person away from getting my own show there when I was, I think I must have been 29 or something. Um, and it didn't happen. And I thought at the time it was the worst thing that could ever have happened to me. Cried my eyes up for weeks. I mean, I I mean, I went back to my ex-boyfriend, cried. Like, that's how bad it was. <laughs> and uh, you know when you go back crying to your ex that you are really in trouble. So what happened was I, um, and this was very a long time ago. I look back now thinking how lucky I am that I didn't get that show. Because I would be a washed up Food Network star right now. And that is the truth. I feel so much better that I had the jagged path and they said no at the end of the day, which you're going to hear many times in your life. So as I took all of those magazine clippings, show notes, like everything that was on the board, as I took them all off, I remembered um, packing up my car and I told my mom, oh my God, I found an old vision board and it freaked me out. It was stored away. Um, in a little storage cubby and I I said the weirdest thing was that like 99% with the exception of the ugly white Range Rover 
99% of the things on the board came true, which is so scary. Also, be very careful what you wish for. And so I asked my mom, like, isn't that a little weird? And she's like, no, you know, you really set your mind to what you wanted to do. And you did it. You virtually put in the two decades of work and it was not easy. And she normally is not that kind. But keep in mind, my 20-year-old cat died. So she's been a little bit easier. You know, Candice, you work really hard. You are determined to do it. And yeah, you are doing pretty good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Shinchan would be proud of you. She called Cece Shinchan, which means like new little girl. I have no idea why she would call 20-year-old cat that, but... um, she's she's right it's something that we should all be proud of when we look back at our lifespan and say i did x y and z so be proud of yourself can you remember what was on your vision board 5 10 20 years ago you're probably doing the things that you wanted to do and you are so blessed and lucky and i thank god for every step of the jagged path along the way. I think it's important for us to restart a vision board if possible and think about the power of intent. Where do you want to end up in 5, 10, 20 years? Who do you want to be? Some people do want to make a shitload of money. And that's how they want to get known. In our Western society, we are obsessed with fuckery clickbait, with people that make billions of dollars, with individuals who want to go to space. And we envy those who have beauty, the riches, all of the power in the world. And we just completely have forgotten about those who have good character good morals, and how they treat others with kindness and love, respect and dignity, dignity, empathy and compassion. Where did we forget the morals and values? I'll tell you where. Through marketing and advertising, the news, politics, all kinds of lobbying and brainwashing, manipulation that's been done by the news and media, marketing and advertisers. It dates back hundreds of years, but propaganda, clickbait, people that are obsessed with getting others to like them. Is it really that important for people to like you that much? And the reason why my agents would say yes is because they can get us more work if we are liked as a public figure. Not because we're a good musician, writer, author, public speaker, gardener, you know, makeup artist, hairstylist, fisherman, yacht, yacht guy. I don't even know what you call him, a yachty. Um, yaddy, 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 yaddy. I just think it's weird when we're actually really fucking good at our job and we want people to remember us for the books that we wrote and yet they... They can't get us work because the manipulation from Western society would say she's nobody unless she's got a million followers. 
I have plenty of friends that have a million followers and they're just like you and me. They're really normal people. It's okay if you don't have any followers. I see you and I love you and I want you guys to know that. Your intent should not be to have a million followers. I used to fall into that trap too, you know. Our goal in New York for so long was to break 100,000 followers because we refused to do it the fake way. It had to be real and it had to be authentic. And now I look back and I think, I'm happy that I didn't sell out and start posting and oversharing in a narcissistic way over and over and over and over and over. I don't think in 10 years time that that stuff is going to matter. I actually think that you will find yourself on the high road with the cream at the top that has risen when you focus on these really important long-term projects. And by that, I mean, if you want to be a musician, I really suggest focusing on your music. If you want to be a great actor, I do suggest focusing on the acting. For me, I knew that those beautiful articles that I had clipped and placed on that vision board at 20 years old, I knew that I had surpassed the level of not only being featured in all the top magazines, but photographing and writing for them. And that was the greatest honor of my life was to always provide better information, better recipes, better news sources, better cultural stories, better books and better documentaries. That's the greatest service I could do with my life is to give you all a little bit more and to help those who cannot help themselves. But let's not forget about morals and values and working towards our goals together when it comes to the power of intention. What do you intend to do with your one beautiful life on this planet? Dr. Wayne Dyer is an author who has written a multitude of self-help books. If you find him on Audible, you can listen to him directly. I'm currently listening to The Power of Intention, Learning to Co-Create Your World Your Way. And he has seven faces of intention that he has written. He says, quote unquote, excuse me, quote, there is a universal source of energy that is called the power of intention. This source, whether you call it God, the divine or something else is always available to us and it is infinite in its possibilities. End quote, Dr. Wayne Dyer. The seven faces of intention, if you want to write these down, are creativity, kindness, love, beauty, and we'll we'll talk about beauty, expansion, unlimited abundance, and receptivity. These are the keys to unlocking the power of intention in your life, as he says. So creativity is realizing that you are called and you have a talent or a service or love or kindness or values or morals or education, etc., that you're supposed to plant seeds in this world. And that's what we spoke about just earlier. Do the things that you know you're good at. Is it a sound bath? Is it Reiki? Is it creating 
your own, you know, artwork through watercolor or acrylic painting? Is it sculpture work? Maybe you're really good at gemology or you just want to study, you know, could be anything like kinesiology, the human body, yoga, could be even as deep as going into the ministry and starting to work with the church or different spiritual outlets. Find your creativity. He says, if you've ever felt inspired by a purpose or a calling, you know the feeling of spirit working through you. Inspired is our world. Number two, kindness, whether you call it karma, the law of reciprocity or the power of positive thinking, work from the belief that you'll be rewarded for good intentions. Dr. Wayne Dyer says, quote, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion, end quote. Karma is a real thing. And when you have morals and values that you are hurting others, taking from others, stealing from others, lying from others or with others, cheating on others, when you are doing things that are wrong and you know they're morally wrong, I hope you, know, you could be a complete narcissist and not see what you're doing. Um, but I hope and pray for everyone that listens to this podcast and shares it. Please find a place in your heart to be honest and be kind because somebody is taking notes and karma is a real thing. Number three is love. Thinking of this means that we share our love for others. Dr. Wayne Dyer says love means a lack of judgment, a lack of anger or resentment. It means recognizing God in others. And if you do have anger or resentment in your heart, which I did for so many years, I cannot begin to tell you guys how deep my anger and resentment was towards 70 something other people. And when I did the work with my therapist through the pandemic, I realized I needed to work on myself a lot more than I thought. Who was I to be telling people life advice, spiritual advice, advice on career, finance, relationships, love, if I didn't face my own disgusting demons that ate me alive? And when I finally did the work and I was honest with myself, on the other side of my expectations, judgment, my anger and resentment was love. It was there waiting for me. Every friend that didn't judge me for it, every friend that had loved me through childhood and junior high, high school, college, New York, LA, I realized through going through a box looking for photos of Cece the other day that I had so many friends that loved me and I loved them and I feel really lucky Find a place in your heart where you can tell yourself and put your hand on your heart and say, I feel really lucky and grateful for all of my friends. Say it to yourself. I feel really lucky and grateful for all of my friends. And I thank them 
for their time and their love and their compassion. Think of love as the face of kindness. With the emotion of love, we are able to do things through kindness. And there ain't no shame in being a full-on lover. I find that my eyes are so dry from crying over the past two months. Like, like I've had my quota on crying. And I think losing Cece opened up a space for me to love more. Because I love so hard on that cat. And now I have all of you and then some. And I need to work on myself and focus on love. Number four is beauty. The face of beauty is the face of intention. Learning to appreciate the beauty of everything around you is what Dr. Wayne Dyer means. It's the truth and honesty of knowing what is, is exactly as it should be. You can use this power by reframing any negative thoughts you have towards others and replace them with an appreciated, a thankful attitude towards them. So learn with beauty that everybody is trying their best and there is a truth in beauty and honesty that everything is exactly as it should be and we learn to appreciate the beauty of all things around us. We never know when our last day will be. So it's better to look at the world through the eyes of beauty. Number five is expansion. Dr. Wayne Dyer says, don't set limits on yourself. Instead, learn to use your intuition. Expand your awareness of what is possible. If you see the world as a negative and hurtful place, then you're only ever going to experience it that way. Instead, learn to recognize your true nobility. And he says, true nobility isn't about being better than someone else. It's about being better than you used to be. On that note, we know you are the only person that will get yourself through the woods. You are the only person that is going to save yourself. You are the only person holding yourself back from success. You are the only person drowning yourself in anger and resentment. You are the only person that is causing your pain and suffering for the most part. That one is subjective. There are people in this world that are dealing with unforeseen circumstances that are so unfortunate and if you do not have that type of suffering in your life be grateful don't set limits on yourself learn to follow your intuition expansion it can also be finally taking all of your work all of your success all of your dreams and goals to fruition to the next level I've invested 85 of these podcasts for you all for free and out of my pocket. I did not want to sell out and have cheesy ads on my pod for the first hundred episodes. I thought it was so important to prove to you that I had value and merit 
without money and monetization. That is a way for me to show you the testament of my truth and reveal who I really am. There's no mask I can wear on this podcast. I can be truthful and honest with you in saying that I am ready to expand on the podcast. I've prayed for so many years for somebody to call me and give me a show. Call me and light this podcast on fire. Call me and pop it off. And you know what? The call may never come. It may be up to myself to make that next step happen. So I'm putting good energy out there for all of you to take your heart and your body of work and your expansion up to the next level. Sometimes when we are grateful for the things that we've had in our lives, God and the universe, Buddha, the angels, they're listening and they're taking notes and they're like, oh shit, Candace finally fucking got it. Can you believe it? And they're all talking shit about you. I don't think they would curse, but they might. I don't really know. I haven't met any of them yet, but I talk to them all the time. Maybe they do curse. No, they probably don't. But I mean, I still do because I think there needs to be some sort of medium between Titnot Han and the devil. I mean, we all can't be that perfect, but we don't have to all be saints in this world in order to be a good person. We don't have to be so spiritual that we can't be a little bit bad at times. I feel like I've been able to fill that gap, and that's why we called the podcast Wabi Sabi in Japanese, meaning perfectly imperfect. I also think it's really important that I expand more on my Japanese heritage. There is a difference between Japanese, Japanese, like Nippon, Nihongo, and, and also Japanese Americans. And as a Japanese American, I have a very different story and different life trajectory. And there's a reason why I have put my, you know, my foot down with saying, if you want to learn about Japanese tea, matcha, anything wabi-sabi, anything kintsugi, anything to do with the culture of tradition of kimono, or maybe it's just Japanese cuisine or wellness, kenko, health, learn from the Japanese first. I got made fun of so bad for the way that I looked in this country. And this weekend was the first time my mom ever apologized to me for having to go through that. She said, but look at what you have done. You've been able to take that pain from all of the hurt in childhood bullying and turn it into your career. And that is why I ask you, please listen to the Japanese first. It's cute that other people have named their podcast Wabi Sabi, but they will have no idea what it's like to be Japanese. Well, I got a little teary there. (laughs) Number six, unlimited abundance. Act as if this means acting. Excuse me, act as if. This means as if the thing that you want has already happened. Realizing your unlimited abundance means facing down your fears and limitations. So you've got to say, act as if 
this has already happened. So I should just say, oh yeah, I'm the female Tim Ferriss. I got it. Thanks guys. (laughs) It may take me a lot longer to get there because I'm a minority female, but it will never stop doing quality and integrity filled work for you. Unlimited abundance means that you say to yourself, I'm already fucking there. Watch me. Do it, you guys. I know that you're on the right path. And whoever needs to hear this today, I'm here for you. I'm rooting for you, especially if you're a minority or a marginalized voice. If you are the underdog, you're my favorite fucking person in the whole world. All those Dennis Rodmans and all of the Freddie Mercury's. I mean, that is like so me. Those are my two favorite spirit animals, by the way. I don't know why, but they just speak to me. Can't get can't get around it. Number seven, receptivity. And this is the last one when it comes to intent today. This means being open without judgment, being aware enough, being engaged enough to see possibilities where others may not. Most importantly, it means simply relaxing and letting the power of intention to do its work. So last week on podcast number 85, we talked about the five successful habits that successful people do. And one of them was relaxing. A really weird thing to think about is that when we are still and quiet and not loud and overposting on TikTok, we end up clearing a lot of space in preparation for the big things to come. Receptivity means being open without creating expectations. I thought I would have had a show five or six years ago. And sure enough, I'm still here waiting to sign that deal. It's possible that I will have to do it on my own, which I have before. And I've also had a couple of really incredible people come to me and say, we'd like to hire you. Whether it was Belvedere Chanel, Keating Beer, you know, Robert Mondavi, CoverGirl, Origins. I can't even remember them all. Vitamix, Samsung. I've been so lucky because everyone, Adidas, like they're all A-list. I can't forget about the years that things did go well. We can't forget about all the things that were on our vision board that came true. It's almost like we create it and then we forget about it. When it's all sun bleached and it's been like completely annihilated after decades, we forget that we actually are doing what we dreamed of when we were younger. What would you tell that younger self? Hey girl, shit came true. So how do you feel? I feel the same. I feel like I'm still 20 and nobody's noticed. (laughs) Well, Candace, people have noticed you. And that's what I would say to you too. You know, I wish I could know your name so I could just say it on the pod. So I'll just say Hannah. Um, You know, everything that you've ever worked for, I've noticed and I take stock of you. Because I know if you listen to this podcast, you share good morals and values. You really care about culture and preserving culture. You care about where people come from and where they're going. If we can be open to receptivity, it means relaxing and allowing for shit to happen. 
I guess I must be more engaged and where to see those possibilities open up and the doors and windows and opportunities to our career paths and our life path open and see it where others don't. That may mean getting really creative and being much more open-minded. I hate being so close-minded sometimes, but as a Taurus, I cannot help it. Shikataganai, it cannot be helped. <laughs> I'd like to think that one day I'll wake up and stop being so stubborn, but it is kind of how a Taurus rolls. Speaking of, we have a few notes for this week just to take down. I have noticed only one person recently has written a five-star review. So if you can be the second person to write a five-star review, I would love you for it. I really thank you for writing. I see all of you and I read all of your reviews and I truly hope and believe that when we share good work with others, that is how it grows. So on July 10th, P. FH Works, Works, W-E-R-K-S, wrote, I love this beautiful soul. This is the best podcast, honest, strong, a beautiful human who doesn't hold back. I love an honest human being because so many people either can't be or just won't. I learned so much from all of Candace's episodes. I'm so grateful that I found her podcast and I've read her books many times. Hey, thank you, PFH Works. I'm sad that Cece has passed on, but this podcast has given a picture of her. Ugh, thank you. That is so kind of you. I'm going to see if I can try to read the cheapo lower star reviews too, because I want to give you the full spectrum, guys. It's hard to find them, though. <laughs> you guys are really awesome. This one says it's good. Um... Okay, so this is a nice one, and it's by JJ1234, but it's not five stars. Candace brings an awesome, refreshing energy. She seems like she's fun and genuinely caring, and I love her book, Kinski Wellness. I couldn't give it full five stars because I think the hard knock life narrative she tells is sometimes problematic. I don't doubt her commitment to hard work, but it's not a rags to riches story. And you know what? That's totally true, JJ, and fair. I've never complained. I've never, sorry, <laughs> my brain thinks so quickly. I've never claimed to be rags to riches, but my family is middle class. My father had a job growing up in San Diego as a nuclear auditor, and my mom did not work as a teacher until I got a bit older. And we were very modest, like they drove a Toyota and a Volvo. And we did not have anything excessive, like we didn't have tons of money, but they did provide. So I think where it becomes hard knock is where they didn't believe in me and they told me I could never make it in the field of media, publishing, TV, modeling, or media. Um, so I told them, I'll fucking show you. And I went out and did it on my own. Um, and I had to pay my way through culinary school by doing several things like working in a restaurant was only 10 bucks an hour and uh, a lot of other jobs that I had not paid. Okay. So 
Oh my God. Some of these are really funny, by the way. Sorry. I just have to read them and laugh. I like taking um, the, I really like taking the hard ones to heart, but not in a bad way. Like I accept all feedback and I know that I need to grow sometimes and I can't always have it all. Okay. So this one has three stars. It says listening to Candace share her experience as a Hapa hustler and writer makes me feel like I'm not alone. She's the older sister I want. Well, you accidentally gave me three stars, but that's cool. (laughs) So earlier in the pod, I did mention an awesome uh, girl who listens to the pod a lot. Her name is Hannah Larson and she's a fan and um, we have deep conversations sometimes about how we can get through the other side together. And feedback is always key. That's why I really believe in the five-star reviews. So Hannah Larson says, Candice in caps, I just listened to episode 80. Don't quit with the sailor mouth. If you're brilliant enough to publish the stacks of books, you can drop the F-bombs like glitter. I fucking adore you. Have a beautiful and peaceful week ahead. Here we go. Hashtag weed gummies. Here we go. Well, have been doing weed mints lately because it sounds classier, right? I really do enjoy a weed mint here there at night. Um, So it says also that she gifted Kintsugi wellness to her doctor. Thank you for that. And I asked her, sometimes it really is hard to keep going on the podcast, even though I want to live by the mantra that my friend Rumi told me, don't quit before the miracle. It feels like nobody pays attention to good people anymore. So here was Hannah's response. Have a gummy and say everything that you feel like you shouldn't. She says, I really feel you on that. It is a marathon in life and not a sprint. You've been creating quality, honest work, being a good human, and not blasting out the bullshit clickbait fuckery that everyone is addicted to. It is a marathon upstream. But she says, I am always listening. Your work has a tremendously positive impact on my life. And I really do thank her. We both agree in the end of our conversations and you guys can email me anytime at info at com. I do believe that we are all praying for individuals to see the light on the other side, that being a bad person may not feel so great, and that we're actually causing a lot of our own suffering and pain. So if you were a good person and you practiced karma, values that mattered, being of service to others, not focusing so much on greed, money, power, beauty. If you focused on the things that mattered, like how do you treat people when the battery is off? What do you do when the battery dies? And what are the intentions that you have with your one beautiful life? I leave you to ponder on that. Write it down. Set up your new vision board. Fuck, I'm 40 now. I'm going to do a new one because when I was 20, all the shit came true and then some and drugs and men and all that good shit had a great time. Thank you, God, for all the wild nights. I'm not sure if you gave them to me, but they were fabulous. (laughs) When I had a breakup with a really dumb ex-boyfriend in New York, 
I flew to San Francisco to cry my eyes out on a yoga mat for like three weeks. And I remember going to this tiny little rinky dinky massage place and seeing this quote on the wall. And I want to read you this quote in closing so that you can all do a little bit of deep thinking this week with your life. Live with intention. Walk to the edge. Listen hard. Practice wellness. Play with abandon. Laugh. Choose with no regret. Continue to learn. Appreciate your friends. Do what you love. Live as if this is all there is. Mary Ann Rodmacher It was so beautiful to me, even though I couldn't stop crying back then when this happened. That was many years ago. No big deal. Don't hate the guy at all. I thank him for it. But this was one of my favorite quotes to read every day to myself, to know that life continues and that we must live with abandon. Have a beautiful week. Let me know how your seven steps on intent go. Check out Dr. Wayne Dyer's books. Also, if you miss me on the other six days of the week, I always say, pick up Kintsugi Wellness or Clean Green Eats, Clean Green Drinks, and please give a juicy review to the pod. I'll read it for you. I will notice you (laughs) and have a fabulous one. Thank you for signing up for my newsletter as well. And I will be working on some Reiki courses over the next few months. And I'm excited to share with you more Japanese healing and Reiki through the education of human touch, intuition, and knowledge. Have a fabulous one. I said that four times. I usually do that at the end of these podcasts. But and thank you for your love on CC. She's back home and um, she's cremated and that's the Buddhist way. Take care. Ciao for now.